Friday, the Hoop Genius Podcast, sponsored by NBA 2K22. I am Mo Moonsi. Alongside me, as always, real name, no gimmicks. The one, the only, three-time uh, NBA champion, Mr. BJ Armstrong. BJ, how you feeling? The regular season's almost Time. come to an end. Yeah, it, it's it, it, it's here. It is. It's ending. Season is over. And now it's time. The people want to hear the truth, Mo. And they say, you can't handle the truth, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the, here's the, the first thing I want to say is just think about how long ago the start of season feels like. Think about yeah. how long ago. That and then think about how long we've been doing this. This is episode number 70. We should have wow. got the book for episode number 70. But guess yes, what? we should have. They didn't win the game when he scored 70, so we don't have D-book. Just kidding. Oh, gosh, Just kidding. Gosh, Just kidding. Gosh. He didn't pick up my call to get him on the show because I don't have his number. So um, here we are. You're rocking with me. You're rocking with BJ. We're answering the questions, and there is a lot of questions coming in. And to keep it fair, we're going to go through in chronological order. So the people who were the quickest to reply get the priority. And they get the questions in first. So the first one comes in from Mr. Brad Denny. He says, which team in the Western Conference is capable of beating the Phoenix Suns in the playoffs? In his opinion, it's Dallas because of Luka or Memphis if Jai's fit. What do you reckon, BJ and Mo? BJ, I don't think anyone can beat the Phoenix Suns. But if if you had to say someone that could, who is the one team that you think can knock them off? This may shock you a little bit, Bo. I think you they say, are healthy. If you say Utah, I'm ending this podcast right now. Okay. Well, we don't have to worry about ending the podcast. Okay. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> but I, I really believe, because of the way they play against this team, that they think they can beat the Phoenix Suns, if healthy. And that's the Golden State Warriors. Yes. Yes. They, they, they really believe they can beat them and they feel they match up against them. They like their matchups. Steph Curry versus Chris Paul, Clay Thompson versus Devin Booker, Draymond versus everyone. Draymond versus Draymond. I don't know if he's going to guard Chris Paul in that series or he's going to play the center position. And then you have these young players, Jordan Poole, Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges. The Warriors are the, the Warriors are kind of deep. Like they have no, they're options. not kind of deep. The they, Warriors they have, are deep. But what I'm saying is in playoffs, they shorten their rotations. But what the Warriors can do is they can go depending on so if they need defense, if Devin Booker catches fire, they can throw Gary Payton the second in. If yes, they need a yes. burst of offense, they can throw Kaminga in to outrun okay. the older Phoenix Suns. So my thing is, I think the Warriors can beat them. It all depends on DeAndre. This is where DeAndre Ayton is going to make his money because that is the deciding factor because the weakness that the Warriors have, they don't have size. If he can dominate that series as a seven-foot should, I think that's the difference in it. But I think that's anyone, the, yeah. the Warriors have the best chance. I, I, I think, and, the, and Phoenix has shown this in a couple of the games now that they don't go with their normal rotations mm. only versus the golden state warriors yes but uh we've got to wait to see i hope that they can meet in the western conference finals but 
it's looking like they're meeting the second round if the Warriors get through to that. But and next question, we've got to run through these quick because there's so many. Pierce McGlinchey says, shout out to Pierce, he always sends in questions. Will we see another three P anytime in the near future? If so, which team would be most likely to achieve this? So, BJ, if the Milwaukee Bucks repeat as champions this year, how do you like their yes. chances for a three P? I, 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 I'm, I'm telling you, this, this guy Giannis, I'm not putting anything past him. Say no more. I'm just going to sit back and watch. Do I think we'll see it? Absolutely, we'll see it again. Now, when is it going to happen? If you're asking me, I think Giannis now has the best chance. I hear you. Bucks. I hear you. I'm the same as you, Ronan O'Callaghan says, given his huge improvement this year, is Grant Williams now a legitimate option for a long-term starting power forward for the Celtics, or do they need to go looking elsewhere to replace Horford? I'm going to tell you this. Grant Williams is more than capable of taking over from Al Horford when he retires because he is learning from Al Horford every day. Right now, this second, maybe not, but he is absorbing all of that information from Uncle Al. Defensively, his positioning has much improved. I don't think he's as good as Horford, but He's getting better. And offensively, his shooting has been off the charts this year. He's been 50% from three, 9% from the line in the fourth quarter. He's been huge. You know, I used to think he was a liability last year. This season, I think he's huge. And when Al's contract comes off the books, he will take a little bit less money to stay with the team if all goes well. And Grant will get a little bit more money. So I think it might work out perfectly, or it might not, but I'm pretty pleased with it. BJ, any take on Grant Williams? You know, Al is proven in the playoffs. He's battle tested. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to wait to see. Yeah, that's fair. Do I like the improvement? Do I like what I've seen in the regular season? Yes, but I need to see more, mm-hmm. you know, so I need to see his body of work when it matters most before I can really make that determination. And, you know, and hopefully he will contribute to them making a deep run. But if not, then I think we'll have to look elsewhere. Nicole Lau wants to know, did the Pelicans win the Anthony Davis trade? Brandon Ingram's getting better every week. All the young stars on the roster potentially taking the Lakers first round next season. The future is bright in New Orleans, opposite to what's happening at the Lakers. So here's my thing, is the winners and the losers of the trade, the Lakers have won a championship. The Pelicans haven't even made the playoffs, okay? Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We can't decide the winner or the loser of the trade until every player involved in a trade is off the teams. And even then, if they were to trade Brandon Ingram, that's a knock-on effect from that trade. I think it's impossible to say a winner or a loser of the trade. Do I think the Pelicans are in a better position than the Lakers right now? 100% unquestionably. The future is much brighter for the New Orleans Pelicans, especially when they get Zion back. They've been playing great basketball. They've made great acquisitions. And I, I think they're in a good spot. The Lakers, on the other hand, are in a terrible spot, but the Lakers own the bubble championship. If you want to count it, if you don't want to count it, I don't care. But they won a championship when it's all said and done. They traded for AD and now he's going to be a champion in a Lakers jersey. So I don't know if you want to call it a winner or a loser, but I don't think the Lakers see it as a loss and I don't think the Pelicans see it as a loss. Maybe it just works out for them both. Well, the Lakers hung another banner. How many banners do they have up there in Uh I think that was their 12th. <laughs> oh, they've got five that they imported from Minneapolis. But anyway, we're going to move on. MCFC Will wants to know if the Clippers were to get Kawhi and Norman Powell back for the second round of the latest, can they make a realistic push to come out of the West? No. No? No. No. If, they, if the Kawhi Leonard comes back for the second round, 
No. I think no. they could win a second round series. No. It's Kawhi Leonard. He's been resting the whole year. I have no idea on his injury status, though. Like, I have absolutely Whoa. no idea. These guys have, like, ACL injuries. Paul George came back in and dropped... Uh, to be fair, he had an elbow injury. He came in and dropped 39. Yeah, uh, uh, Mo. Yeah, the ACL, yeah. Mm, come on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I feel you. All I right. feel you. But it's can anything we, can, can we, happen. Like we didn't okay, anticipate. We didn't anticipate the Clippers winning without Kawhi Leonard last year against the Jazz. You know what I'm saying? Like if they get Kawhi and Norman Powell back. Well, we should have known because it was the Jazz. We should have known because it was the Jazz. We should have known. Okay, the Jazz for whatever reason. Next question comes in from Tribe. He says, "Where do you think Jokic's seeding is in terms of the best centers of all time?" His current top five is Kareem, Russell, Shaq, Wilt, and Hakeem. And he says, if Jokic wins chips and has the best case scenario career, I can see him getting to fourth place behind Shaq, maybe higher. No, there is no way we can compare Nikola Jokic in the year 2022 to Wilt Chamberlain. I don't have a list of all-time centers because who show me footage of Wilt Chamberlain playing. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, it's out there. No, no, no. But but Will Chamberlain playing an 82-game season with a three-point line, with this and with that, is impossible. Like, it's impossible for anyone to tell me Nikola Jokic is better than Will Chamberlain. Uh, you have no idea. No one does, okay? I have my favorite centers of all time, but I think you can rank generations. Okay, Jokic can be the best center of this generation, but it's impossible to compare him to Bill Russell. It's impossible to compare him to Kareem. Like, I'm not a fan you know, of these all time. I, I, I don't even know. Well, I don't even know this. I want to sorry to cut you off, but I want to say this. I don't know if I can call him the best center of all time, even in this generation. Jokic. And the reason be Jokic. And the reason being is because the center position as I view it is not what Jokic does. He's a point guard. Like I, said, isn't a, like I said yesterday, the slowest Jokic, point guard of all time. <laughs> Jokic is not like what I traditionally think of as a center. Just like today when you say Steph Curry is a point guard. Well, we don't know what to call it yet, but Steph Curry is not a point guard. Damian Lillard is not a point guard. That's what I'm John saying. Morant, this era of the NBA is, is on its own. You know, We've talked about modern it's era just, and whatever, but... That's why it's impossible. Like, but the other thing as well is like Will and Bill Russell were on this, this guy's top five list. They were going up against each other. Who's Jokic going up against? Like outside of Embiid, which five in the NBA really is really a challenge? He ain't going up against Ben Wallace. He's not going up against, you know, Bill Lambert. Know. It's he, like, okay. He is a, he is a great player. No you doubt. Know, like, He's like, an amazing like, like, talent. Like, if I saw you, so, you know, because, you know, I saw all these guys, right? So, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm saying I saw some, I saw most, I saw all of these players play up close, but I played against many of them. Like Kareem, no. Patrick Ewing, no. Shaq, no. Tim Duncan, I mean, you know, like, if you put Tim Duncan in this era, when you as you were saying that, I was like, "Wow!" Like he would probably be a different player than he was in the era that he played in. Or, or put prime Shaq in this era, 
with who's guarding him. Yeah. Who's guarding Prime Shaq? No one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like all these guys, you know, whether it's so I'm just saying there, there were some pretty good players, you know, Brad Doherty, for instance. Mm. You know, you may not know that name. Brad Doherty was an all-star. Pretty good. He might not have been as good a passer as, as Jokic, but he was pretty good. He was pretty, pretty darn good. So Jokic is he's a player. I don't know what he is. No, but, but I, he's I don't want to take player. away from Jokic, right? I don't want to take no, away. No, we can't take no no no. We're he's not an amazing it. talent. But I just I just don't like these all-time lists. Because, you know what I'm saying? The best point guard of all time. The best whatever. Like, come on. Can Jokic close out his career as the best center of this generation? If you want to call him a center, yeah, sure. But I can't compare these guys. But Alex. I'll say this. He's uh, he's one of the best seven footers. Yes. There we go. And I think he's the best passing seven footer that I've seen. So, yes. Andrew LaVenture says Jokic MVP, not even close. Well, we discussed that on Wednesday's show. Um, if you haven't heard that, go check that out for the MVP conversation. James O'Toole or O'Toole, once again, let me know your name, how to pronounce it. But he says, loving the podcast each morning, guys. Best in the game for sure. What more does Taylor Jenkins have to do to win Coach of the Year? Can we finally give him the award? And are we closer to getting hands on some merch? Well, we discussed Taylor Jenkins and, and BJ's pretty adamant on Monty Williams. But I think Taylor Jenkins should be Coach of the Year. And merch-wise... Stay tuned. I said when our audience doubles from when that question was first asked, Mo, it's grown. It still ain't doubled. So you guys need to spread the word of the show and then you can get your merch. So that's I want to say this. I take on I want to give a shout out to our good friend over there in Boston for some coaching. Ime Udoka. Yes. Ime Udoka. Okay. The Boston Celtics have been the best team in 2022. Tell him again. Okay. Tell him again. It's hard, it's hard for me to say that, but mm-hmm. it's the truth. In 2022, the Boston Celtics have been the best team. He may not be the coach of the year and get the votes, but he has done one incredible job from start to finish. That's all I want to say. Yes, he has indeed. Matthew McDonald says, is Fred Van Fleet one of the most underrated players in the league? Uh, no, because he was an all-star. Should he be traded to a serious contender or put pieces around him at Toronto? I think Toronto are closer to being contenders than people are aware of. I, I'd agree with that. I would agree with that, Mo. You know I mean? they, they are under the radar. They can compete right now on any given night mm-hmm. with their team. And, and I, I just don't think anyone who's in the all-star game can be called underrated. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like, you're an all-star. You're not underrated. Um, yeah, he he is Fred Van Fleet. If I were a player today, there are two players that that I say I would pattern my game after. Fred Freddie. Van Fleet is one, mm-hmm. and CJ McCollum. That's who I okay. think okay. I would. Okay. Those two guys. Nero wants to know: No one should be surprised at a first round Warriors exit. And I'm going to be honest: If they're not healthy and playing like this, I would not be surprised at all. Because at the moment they're the three seed. But if they slip down to fourth and have to play Denver in that four or five matchup without Steph and with all these other injuries, I think they could lose. What do you think, Beach? I think the Warriors will have to benefit where they are currently at as a team with whoever the matchups. Matchups will matter with this team. Yeah. There are certain matchups that are just bad matchups for them. Bad matchups for anybody, but in particular them. I think the Denver Nuggets is an awful matchup for them because as we talked about earlier, they aren't very big up front. 
Mm-hmm. And I think Jokic will not be bothered by, and I didn't think Jokic will not be bothered by small ball. Okay. And I, I think that's a, I think that's an awful matchup for him. And I think Luka Doncic is another bad matchup in particular for this team. Luka's a bad matchup Luka's for everybody. Yeah, yeah. 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 But now, cause you just can't put Wiggins in these, they're not big enough to play against him. And I don't think that's a good matchup for Draymond. Mm. He can't do it all. Like, no, well, because that's going to put Draymond in the play. He's going to be in the. He can't. He's best at clearing up mess and and telling everyone where to be and what to do, and then helping. But Wiggins and and Peyton, they're just not big enough for him. Mm. And I, I think those are. I think those are two bad matchups for them. Chris. Wants to know, should the Lakers trade LeBron? He thinks yes. And if so, what does his trade value look like? I don't think the Lakers can trade LeBron unless LeBron says he wants to be traded and then he'll trade himself to wherever he wants to go. I don't think there's a world where the Lakers just say, LeBron, pack your bags. You're gone, mate. I don't see it happening. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say this without saying it. Hmm. I'm going to say this without saying it. Okay. I think we all know what needs to happen in LA, but no one wants to say it. Yeah. But okay. it's, it's the politics okay. of the game. Okay. So we're, we're not going to say it because, we're, because I don't want it to get misconstrued that here on this podcast that we are saying. That. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to be very careful with my words because honestly, I'm just saying what I see, what I think is going to happen. Okay, is they are going to have to come back with this team as is their yes. big three guys. Yeah. The reason being is I don't see currently a team and maybe there is a team that's going to take Russell Westbrook and that salary well, for one year. Ansi Davis said if they were healthy, they would be in the playoffs and it'd be all good. So run it back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Anthony Davis, we would hope would you know be healthy for the following year maybe this is just one of those years okay now i don't know what that means they are a year older (laughs) okay mo Mm -hmm. i don't know what that means but i don't see any significant moves that they can make unless they are open to a, an, an alternative solution, which is looking at, you know, building for the future. Let's just leave it at that, Mo. It'll be fascinating to see what's going to happen. I think they're going to probably get an. I think the know, only trade is John Wall for Russell Westbrook because John Wall is club sports and, you know, how all that goes. But yeah, yeah they got to run I, it back. I, I, I know. They got to run it back. All right, let's keep going. Chris Rose always asks great questions. Shout out to everyone who asks questions, man. We appreciate all of you guys engaging with us. Chris Rose says, should there be an all-improved team as part of the end of season awards? Nearly all the awards have corresponding teams. So MVP has all NBA, defense players all defense. So should the most improved player get to Now, I don't know, BJ, whether I'm getting really old or whether this hunger during Ramadan is just making me really grumpy. I think there's too many awards. Like, what do we need a most improved team for? I get it. It's great. But then it kind of waters down the prestige of winning the most improved player of the year award. You feel me? 
Like, mm-hmm. okay, we have an all-rookie team, but so what? Like, I think that's mostly to do with contracts and, and all that kind of stuff. But So uh, what's your question? What's the question? He says, should there be an all-improved team as part of the end of the season awards? Or all-improved team? No, yeah. I don't think so. I, I, mean, I feel like a grumpy I, old man. To but. be honest with you, be honest with you, isn't that your job? Like, to, yeah, to improve. <laughs> yeah, that, like you get paid but, millions uh, of dollars. You have uh, the best trainers uh, in the world, the best medical staff in the world. If you got worse, uh, then that's the issue. Like, come on. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, but hey, I'm just saying. Connor O'Neill wants to know what would the trade package look like for Gobert going to Dallas? Now, I tweeted this out last night and I've not yet seen a reply that makes sense to me. I don't see the Dallas Mavericks having enough stuff that the because because everyone loves to do this. This is this is how NBA fans work. They go to the trade machine website, they put in the player they want. So they put in Gobert. Gobert makes 30 million, for example. And then they pick players on the Mavericks who add up to 30 million that they don't mm-hmm. want. So Tim Hardaway, mm-hmm. and we'll give Brunson this much money to make it work. And we'll give them to Utah, and then we'll give them as many picks as they want. And that's mm-hmm. That's not how trades work in the NBA, unfortunately. I don't currently see a trade package that works for the Utah Jazz to get in return for a three-time well, defense player of the year and multiple-time all-star Rudy Gobert. I, I see it working. I see it working if they can put together another team, a three-team. Yeah, three team. yeah. For a three- or four-team deal. Okay. Yes. What I don't see is Danny Ainge trading Rudy Gobert to a Western Conference team, which is going to have a direct effect on him. Yeah, and it's not like when he traded Garnett and Pierce, who at the end of their careers, to Brooklyn for all the draft picks in the world. This is, Rudy Gobert is now going to block all of your team shots for the next five years, at least. Yeah, so I don't see see that happening. You know, can't forget, Luka's only 22. So if Rudy is going to be traded, it'll be a three or four team deal. Or he'll get traded and then that team will move him on because I don't think Danny Ainge, in his best interest, would move him there. So if he does get traded, I'd see him going to someplace like the Celtics. No. That's where I see that's where I see Rudy Gobert. I see Rudy Gobert going to a team like that. I rebuke with that. The, oh no, that's 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 where he'll go. He'll go to someplace like that. No, thank you. I that's like Toronto for Rudy for the record. Uh, Rob Rush wants to know who the Celtics should target in the offseason. The answer is not Rudy Gobert. The answer is no one. Target improvement within the squad. They've got a great squad. They just need a few more pieces on their bench. I think the Celtics, Celtics, if things hold true to how the the game is played, the Celtics need a player who can play downhill at that point guard position. I'll keep saying that because they don't have a player who can play downhill. And you have to have them. Like, if you're going to be a good team, you have to play downhill. Okay. You have to have a player who can create chaos, play and screen role. I think attack the rim, draw and kick, and all those things. I think. But again, okay. we'll see. I mean, they've been winning. So, yeah. as they say, Mo, winning covers a multitude of sins. There we go. Now, the opposite of that, our good friend Jack has sent in a question. Oh, I love Jack. He says, will the pain ever end? 16 years crying emoji. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it will. It will end. It will not. It will. It, it will, will end. not. It, yeah, it will, it will end. Not. When? Do you think the Kings it, make it, the playoffs next year? Depends on who they draft. Really? 
Yeah. Like, okay, you know, okay, you like, know like, Mo- the, the way I look at it is this. Which teams in the West are going to drop out of the playoff spots? So they you got know, to take Mo- someone's spot. I don't see any of them dropping down. I see a lot of them every year, improving. Okay, you have three choices every year. You're going to improve, you're going to get worse, or, you know, or stay the same. Now, one of those three things are going to happen. Very rarely do you stay the same. Very rarely. So the Sacramento Kings, like everyone else, they are, they are one player away from improving proving their chances and it's going to end. Now, if you look at the Kings, listen, when, whenever, wherever you see that great player at, I don't care where he comes from, right? You know, you hear me say this all the time, Mo, there's four ways to improve the draft, free agency, trade, or from within. I don't care where he comes from. When you see that great player, you just got to get him. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if the Sacramento Kings would have drafted Luka Doncic, mm-hmm. that one player just changes your projection just because, you know, he's, he's a great player. He can erase all the mistakes. So there will be great players. And when you see that great player, you just got to get him. And I think right now, you know, with, you know, their, their, their front office, Joe Dumars in particular, I think he understands that. You know, I can speak before, I, you know, Vladi and those guys were good friends of mine, okay? And Peja Stoyak, I think Peja was there. He's Stoyakovich. still there? Is he not still there? Yeah, they may be. They may, those guys are there. But I know Joe Dumars is there. And I think you can kind of tell what they're doing there now. They have some, to me, they have some good pieces. I know that people up there in Sacramento aren't getting the results they want, but I like the pieces that they have up there. Okay. And I just think they are one player. I think they are a player or two away. I think every team in the league is a player or two away. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. So I, <laughs> but I, I Mark I, I Reese like wants to know, who would you make for your all-star Europe versus USA teams from this season in the NBA? I think that's one we can tackle in the offseason. We could do a whole episode on that. He says, if we assume also, he has like three questions at one. If we assume the Time Lord misses the playoffs, have the Celtics got enough depth to progress if Tatum or Brown also got injured? No, is the answer. And he says, we still need snapbacks. Mark, I said it before and I'll say it again. Whenever the first week was that you guys asked for merch, I said, we got to double the audience. We're close, but we're not there yet. So I need everyone listening to tell another basketball fan who doesn't currently listen to the show to tune in. Once that happens, you guys can get all the merch. Let's keep it moving. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, I want to say something real quick because I, it, we got to be real careful how we identify players. You know, we keep saying like, oh, this player is from, you know, Europe. This player is from America. In the NBA, for instance, it's, it's, it's the world game now. Yes. It's, it's, it's the best. We don't. I think when you look at the game, you're saying, I want to play against the best players in the world. I don't care where you're from. Mm-hmm. And these, what makes the NBA game fascinating is all of these players from wherever they're at, they put their spin on the game. Yeah. This isn't like European basketball played in the NBA. No, that's not how it works. This is the very best game. Like Jokic 
I don't care where he's from. I don't care where Luca is from. I don't care where Joel or they're the best players in the world. And we're all meeting up here who happens to be from places. So, you know, I think now we have to, I think it's time to look at the game and say, this is a global game. And that's one thing that I've learned growing up here in the States is represent where you're from. Mm -hmm. Represent where you're from. But I think the days now of saying, because of saying Europe, if you want to say European basketball, I always think of FIBA. Yeah, EuroLeague. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do it. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll do an episode on this. We've got so many questions. We have got to push through. Connor Watson wants to know where did the Jazz go from here if they get bounced in the first round? We did a whole episode almost about the Jazz earlier this week. Make sure you go and check that one out um, because we went deep in, on the Jazz. I'm sure we'll talk about them again when they do lose in the playoffs. Uh, and how deep the West is getting the Pelicans and Clippers come back next year. Yep, yeah, West is going to be great next year. GA34, once again, not Giannis's burner account. Although sometimes I wish Giannis did listen to the show because the amount of love we give him, I think he would put a smile on his face. This is a question that I also have, and I, I've been meaning to ask BJ this, so I'm going to put him on the spot right now and ask him, are there plans to carry on the podcast in the off-season? We need our fix of the Hoop Genius podcast. BJ, we're going to be giving the people what they want all the way through. Mo, can't stop, won't stop. I don't even know what stop means. That's facts. Uh-huh. And the other thing he said, we need an OG Ananobi special guest appearance. Yes, we do. I'm going to have to holler at OG. We need that UK connection. I chopped up with him. When, When did I last speak to Like six months ago. He doesn't do a lot of media stuff. I chopped up with him a few months ago. I just, I'm just good, glad to see him healthy back on the court. Let him get this playoff run yes. out of the way, and then we'll see what we can do. Chesney Lopez says, why is everyone sleeping on the Raptors? Well, when everyone says things like this, it just makes me want to make more content because I feel like, BJ, over here, we're not sleeping on the Raptors. Maybe other outlets are, and we just need to grow even bigger because I feel like a lot of people who fans say is slept on and is underrated, we show love too. We talked about the Raptors even just early in this episode. So yes. why everyone else sleeps on the Raptors? I don't know. I'm, I'm not too worried about what other people think because you're rocking with the best. So tune in here for the realness. Dan Franklin always sends in questions. Which player, in brackets, not a current Celtic, sorry, Mo. Okay, cool. Would it most warm your heart to see win a ring and why? Loving the insight and knowledge you guys continue to drop week in, week out. Hope for nothing but big things for you on the back of this excellent podcast. Many things. Yo, that's a really sweet message, Dan. Thank you very much, my brother. That is a very, very nice message to read. But BJ, which player would it warm your heart most to see win a ring? For me, Giannis wanting, won it last year. I was so happy to see him win. Just because I know how much it means to him and the journey he's been through. I've seen a tweet earlier this week. Giannis's story is better than the stuff you could write in a movie. Like, you couldn't make yeah. a movie script better than Giannis' life story. But he's already won one. So who would make you the happiest to see winning? Wow. There's so many players. Because of his age and, you know, it's coming to the end, it's Carmelo Anthony. Yes. I, I would love to see Melo. Melo, you know, what? to see Melo go from a perennial all-star, a Hall of Fame talent, and figure out how to still contribute coming off the bench, to me, just speaks volumes about him. So for him to go down this path and this journey where he's at, I think would be would be great. I would be really happy for him. 
One player, I, I agree with Melo. I think Russell Westbrook as well, but I don't want either of them to win with the Lakers. They can go elsewhere to win. One player I need to see win a championship, even if it's as the 12th man on the roster, is Isaiah Thomas. After everything that guy has been through, yeah, even if he doesn't uh, play got, a minute in the final, I just want him to have a ring. You guys got you guys still feeling guilty there. Hell in, yeah. Uh, like Boston. ever since they did that to him, a Celtics player gets injured just before the playoffs every season without fail. Um, but I hope IT can can get a championship ring. I also would be very happy to see Joel Embiid win a ring with his journey and what he's been through and the impact that would have on the whole continent of Africa and you know his his right. tribulations throughout his career so far. That would also make me happy. But like I'm happy for everyone to win a ring. I there's not a player in the league who I would be unhappy to see win. Like, obviously, I make jokes about Paul George and Chris Paul and these guys, but they're great players and they work hard. I'd be happy for anyone to win a championship. You know, it's yeah. like to see the hard work these guys put in is, is amazing. The Philadelphia 76ers fan club in the UK, UK 76ers, wants to know, assuming the Sixers re-sign Harden, well, I think it's pretty much a guarantee that they re-sign Harden, right? And fail to win a championship this year, what realistic moves need to be made in the offseason to get them over the line? Because I think that's a likely scenario. I, I think the yeah, likelihood I, I, of that scenario is quite high. You know, I, I think a lot about, I think a lot about the game and players and because it's, it's difficult, right? It's easy to get up here and start criticizing like, you know, but, you know, we're just sitting here on the couch, but I try to be responsible. Because something is going on with James Harden. I don't know what it is, but something is going on. So I, I, but I want to say this because I've been waiting for a Philadelphia 76er question. So great question. I think it's time. What do I think needs to happen if the Philadelphia 76ers are going to win a title? I think it's going to start with James Harden committing to playing different than what he's currently playing. Different or deep. I just want to say that. I just want to say he's going to have to commit to playing a totally different game. This style of play and the way he plays, I don't think it's championship-level basketball. The isolation, playing that way. I think he's going to have to commit to playing an entirely different way because the way he currently plays, it's easy for defenses in particular to load up against him and the team. And I think if he's going to win a championship, he's going to have to commit to to a different style of play. Now, I just want to say that because that's a we can go on and on about what needs to go with them and so forth and so on. But he's going to have to commit to that. Okay, that's interesting. I don't know how it's going to fare out. I mean, if if there was a few injuries and things happen um, this offseason, Philadelphia the Sixers could be in the finals. Um, Chris Rathbone, an amazing artist wants to know what are the current, what are the main stylistic differences in terms of gameplay between the regular season and playoff basketball? And which of the current lower seeded teams have a style slash game more suited to the playoff style and as such, most likely to cause an upset? Well, because we've got so many questions, I've I've got to be quick with it. Uh, The main style of playoff basketball that's different is it's more half-court orientated, less transition, less running up and down because teams have time to dig in their heels and prepare know exactly what the other team's running, know exactly who's going to do what, everyone's tendencies. So the game slows down. That's why you hear people say the game slows down in the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my take on it. 
which team of a lower seed is the best suited to causing an upset? Well, right now, if you're going to take lower seed, anything lower than four. Um, I, the Toronto Raptors. You took the words out of my mouth. The Toronto Raptors are a gritty team. And in the half court, if you want to slow the game down in a half court, their length and ability to get into passing lanes and cause steals, deflection is just havoc. I, If I was in the NBA, I would have nightmares about playing against that Toronto defense. So uh, that's what we're going to go with for that one. Nick wants to know, BJ, this one's for you. How would you rank against the best modern-day one-legged shooters? This is, of course, after oh, you bragged oh, on a previous episode about yeah, your one-legged shot. Well, I didn't brag. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, you know, did you see Kevin Durant shoot that one leg three? Yep, the other yep against the did. Hawks. That was that was great. I was I was kind of excited. Actually, my son asked me that same question because he that's my go to for him out in the backyard when we play horse. Mm. Just the one legged, you know, I like to go one legged off glass, though. You know, that's that's my favorite shot. I respect it. How would I fare? The fact that. You know, I never had the guts. It's not the right words. (laughs) You didn't have the opportunity to take that in the flow of the game. Well, I didn't know what the I didn't know how my coaches would take me taking a one legged. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have a little you, with all due respect to you, right? Kevin Durant can do whatever the hell he wants on yeah, that court. Yeah, okay. Because yeah, Steve like, Nash is not saying anything to him. Anything. Kevin Durant yeah, could I mean, decide to play the whole game shooting off one foot, and guess what? They ain't gonna bench him. They ain't gonna even yeah. say anything because it's Kevin Durant. So I respect the discipline, BJ, because I see yeah, stuff I like mean, I, I, just, I, I see like crazy undisciplined things in the NBA, and it reminds me of why I can never like when Andrew Bynum right. just decided to start putting off shooting three pointers just for fun. When, when every time Dwight Howard shoots three pointer, it it just makes me smile because I'm like, that's what I, I'm saying. It's, a, it's just a different <laughs> game. It's it's different. But I can tell you what though, I mean, I was always hoping that I would catch the ball or get the ball at the end of a quarter. So I had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I respect you know, that because nowadays players catch the ball and they don't shoot to save their field goal percentage. Yeah. So I respect yeah. the fact that you wanted that. TJ wants yeah. to know if you were going to buy a jersey from another team based purely on the style from this season, which team would you be rocking? Also, which player's jersey, not from your favorite team, would you go for first? So, BJ, if you could buy any jersey this season, which jersey do you want? You know, Mo, I I, I like the traditional uniforms, right? And Oh, so you want a Boston one? I I, I, I like the Boston. I'll send you a Rob Williams jersey. I, I, I like the Boston, like... My one of my I have two I have two jerseys that are just like my favorite, like because I I just like the traditional, like simple that's here. That's just classic, right? Boston classic. And I was lucky I played for the Bulls, but I like the just the old, just the old, just the Knicks, the Knicks and the Warriors brought back their 75th anniversary. And I I, I, I love love those. I I need that San Francisco Warriors. I need the Steph Curry one. Where he broke the record fate, yeah. with seven hundred and whatever on the back with his. But, but go ahead. Okay, but I'm gonna tell you my favorite jersey is, are the old Sixers when they just had Phila. Yeah. P H I. 
That's real. Oh, that's I have, real play. I have a I have a Wilt Chamberlain Phila jersey and I have a Bill Russell jersey. Mm. And they, they are my favorite jerseys. Mm. They're just because of, of the simplicity. You know, it's like I feel you. It's not all of this stuff. I, one. I on the other like, hand, my favorite one this season, I love the Brooklyn Nets bringing back the old school New Jersey Nets style. You know, the blue one with the Nets on it that uh, like Drazen uh, Petrovic I, I, I used to wear. Sta- I, couldn't sta- I couldn't stand those. Oh, I like oh, those. God, I those. want one of those, but I don't know what player to get. I might get something like Paddy Mills. Uh, get, 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 uh, get uh, Petrovic, Drazen. Oh, no, no. That's the old school one. I want to get the new one with the diamond tick for the 75th anniversary. Oh. It's a different shade of blue as well. I think those are nice. I think the Warriors, the black one with the lightning stripe down the side, that's super nice. Right. Uh, my my right. jersey collection is kind of unhealthy. Uh, I spend too much money on jerseys, so I'm just trying to think of the ones I don't have at the moment. Um, yeah, I, I need that Warriors one, like I said. the um, Not just the black one with the, the lightning down the side, but the one that Seth broke the record in, the San Francisco one. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm, clean. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there, there's tons. There's tons. And which player's jersey... Would you want? So forget the team and forget the design. Which player's jersey would you want? What I want? Yeah, from this season. Gian- Giannis. I'm. 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 I want to get a. I want to get a Giannis. I if if what I think I'm looking at, I just think he's going to be. I think he's going to be an all time great. Yes. I, w- I would get a. I, I'm just. I know I talk a lot about him. But you, you, when you see it, you just, yeah. I don't know what it that's is, the, Mo, but you just know it when you see it. That's the first you know? thing I did. When he scored that 50 in the finals last year, the first thing I did was haul out my boy Elliot, who runs a jersey store. I said, yo, I need this Giannis jersey. Hook me up. Yeah. That's the first I, I, thing I did. I, I want him, a, I, you know, I have my favorite, favorite players. Like, I And, and uh, I don't get a lot of them, but these are like my favorite, like, mm. you know. These year, Kareem, I have. You got the legends. You, know, you got the. I've got like. Yeah, everyone's. I just like. I've, I, I got Lamelo Ball. Yeah, recently. yeah. I've got I, Mark I just, Smart, yeah. Jason Tatum. I've got like Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Uh, I, I, I've got most most people, or not most people, but a lot of people. So this season, right. if I was going to get jersey, I want. A, I the one I still don't have is John Ranchers. I need a John Ranchers. Oh, okay. That's the one I I still don't have because I want. The one they had last year, the Vancouver Grizzlies design, and I can't find that anywhere. Uh, Elliot from Hooping and Lootin, Mark from the Throwback Store, both run jersey stores. If either of you are listening, which I think you are, and you can source that jersey for me, holler at your boy. Um, but Chris Healy has sent in a last-minute question. He says, thoughts on doing a postseason episode on building a team, explaining salary caps, trades, lottery deals. Oh, man. We're going to be all over that. Oh, we're not going to do one yeah. episode. We're going to do a series. The off-season, we're going to give you amazing content in the off-season. So just stay ready. Stay subscribed. Thank you all for sending in your questions. And uh, if we didn't get to your question, it means, you know, I put a tweet out five hours ago. So five hours, I think, is a reasonable time for you to, you know, look at your phone and send in a question. If you didn't get it in, remember to turn on tweet notifications so you can be one of the first people whose question we answer here on the show as we do this every Friday. BJ. I want you to enjoy this weekend. It's the final weekend of the regular season because after this, even more chaos will ensue. We've got the NBA play-in, then we've got the NBA playoffs, and then you and I are going to be linking up for the NBA finals. I need one thing from you. Go ahead. I need seven days a week. I, I, I... 
I, I, I need know. seven days a week. I know. I, I need seven days. Mo, I need seven days a week. I know. But I, guess I, what? I, I, I need more of the people to subscribe, to review, and to rate. I need to see us higher up in the charts, okay? Because I'm sick and tired of seeing no dunks and Zach Lowe ahead of us, okay? I need you guys to get us ahead of them. And I love those guys, don't get me wrong. I got a lot of love for them. But I need you guys to represent us and listen to every episode and get us up there. Once we are in that number one spot on the regular, I'm talking about every week. I'm looking at it right now. We slip down. Draymond Green has appeared ahead of us. Zach Lowe's at number one. And JJ Reddick's up there too. Once we overtake them, you can get seven days a week. How about that? So I'm going to need the people to do what they do best and show some love. Listen to the show. Recommend it to their friends. Listen Mo, to it this is, every this, day. Our listeners, Be though, Mo. Our mm. listeners. Yes. Real name. No gimmicks. <laughs> it's not about the ratings, people. It's the underground listeners, because I know my people listening. I hear that. I hear that. Mo. I hear that. Mo. My people listening. And you know what, Mo? Like Lil Wayne say, real G's move in silence like lasagna. We ain't making silence. We're making noise. Mo. We're not doing this for the ratings. Our fans are real fans. They're not even fans. These are real family members and real people. And you know what, Mo? So the ratings, I, I'm not looking at it because I know my people. Let me tell you, let me, let me keep it 100. Let me keep it 100. The reason why I need us to be higher up with more listeners and, and more all of this and higher up is because I feel selfish. I feel a responsibility that there are so many people out there in the world who are stuck listening to terrible basketball discourse and we're over here keeping it 100 and they haven't had the chance to discover this show yet. That is why I need to spread it because I feel it's a duty to NBA fans around the world to let them all in on this little secret that our listeners have of this daily show. Because I know once people listen, they're going to be rocking here with us all the time. And I just feel bad that I go on the Twitter timeline every day and they're listening to certain people talking nonsense on certain TV shows. No Mo, names mentioned. We just got to spread the love. We got to grow the family. If what we're saying is true, all great coaches, all great teams, they always look for what? The experienced player. Mm-hmm. It's just going to take them a little time Mo, before they really understand. Well, we got to keep doing what we do. We, and we might have we gonna to welcome step it the up. people back home. We're going to welcome the people back home because Mo, you got to go find out what's out there before you can recognize the best. Mm, I like and that. Mo, we got to be, they got to go, they got to go listen to the others. <laughs> That's what makes us, Mo, real name, no gimmicks here. That's facts. Now go find, now go listen to the other stuff. And then when you come here, just like we appreciate you, you going to appreciate us. You know the damn vibes. Listen. I appreciate everyone who tuned in. Make sure you leave a review and a rating and tell a friend to tell a friend because we're going to keep doing what we do and the levels are going to keep going up and up and up. Okay, BJ, enjoy this weekend. Make the most of it. Get some rest. 
because things are about to get crazy. But then we'll be back here Monday morning, nice and early, to talk play-in matchups. The standings will be set. We're going to be predicting the play-ins and breaking down those matchups to see who makes it to the playoffs. As always, thank you for tuning in. This has been the Hoop Genius Podcast. I've been Momootsi alongside BJ Armstrong. Have a great weekend. Happy Ramadan to those celebrating. Stay strong. I'm hungry. I know you are too. And today, boy, I, I just got to tell you this real quick. Today, I've done an interview for Sky TV, an interview for NBA Europe. I've done a TV show for Sky TV and then three podcasts. So hang in there. My brothers who are fasting, my sisters who are fasting, keep your grind going. Power through. It's all about strength of the mind. Everyone else, blessings to you as well. Have a great weekend. And most importantly, get buckets.